When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The dream is made real. Ricky Howard rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Mamma mia. He's done it. Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klitschko. Uh. Welcome, fight fans, to another episode of BTR Boxing Podcast with me, Sean Bastow. And today we're going to be joined by the returning Geordie Neald. But before we get into the episode, I just want to give a quick shout out to the sponsors for the podcast Bear Attack Boxing. Now, you hear me talking about them in every episode, there's a reason for it. And it's not just because they sponsor us, it's because they're providing high quality boxing gloves and boxing equipment. So I implore you to go over to their website and take a look at their products, which is www.bearattackboxing.com boxing.co.uk on bear attack boxing on facebook also please go and find us on any good podcasting app and subscribe to us leave us a rating if you're on apple Podcasts, get on there and leave us five stars and a review if you're on podbean get on there follow us and you can also leave us a rating and a review on there too and any of the good podcasting apps that are out there as well finally before I get this episode started, I just want to tell you guys to go over to the British Podcast Awards website, BritishPodcastAwards.com, and search BTR Boxing Podcast and go and give us a vote. Give us that support that we need to help ourselves get more mainstream. We are truly independent. We bang on about it all the time. We don't sit in a studio. We don't sit in a talk sports studio or we don't sit in a BBC studio. We sit here with a Blue Yeti microphone, a laptop, and an internet connection, and that is how we do things. So, please to help us get to where we want to be get voting for us please britishpodcastingawards.com so i'm glad to say i got geordie neil back on how are you doing geordie it's been a long time yeah um, i'm glad to be back on to be honest i had a bit of a uh, crazy month personal wise um it's been sort of 2019's been one to forget for me but yeah back on the pod back uh, talking boxing and happy to be honest yeah i'm glad to have you back on it's really great to be talking about uh, what's gone on over the weekend and 
I think the thir- first place for us to start, Jordi, is with Crawler and Lomachenko, and I want to get I want to get your thoughts because I'm not spoke to you about it for for, for that long boxing wise. I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, like towards late last year, we spoke and we said Crawler was overmatched, and you know, fundamentally he was overmatched. But you know, Crawler's only going to go in there and do one thing, and that's give his all. And you know, he's well within his rights to do that. He's earned his he's earned his stripes in the game, and you know, he he's give anyone. In terms of Eddie Hearn and stuff like that, he's given them favours upon favours in the past in terms of selling out Manchester Arena and, you know, selling all these tickets and making success of big shows. So he deserved to take his chance and, you know, and what he was, he was outclassed. But I can't see anyone in the world living with Lomachenko, maybe Javante Davis, but I think Lomachenko beat him quite easily as well. So, you know, Anthony Clara rolled the dice. He weren't, he weren't good enough. We all knew that. But, you know, he comes out and on the worst. You know, he, I, I can fully well see him, you know, headlining a show in Manchester late in the year and this sort of defeat doing none the worse for him you know he deserves to get his shot and he deserves to roll the dice and it didn't go his way but so what people are out there uh, obviously slating him and I wanted to address this because this was controversial this caused a few arguments on Friday night I, I put the post out of him sat in his hospital <laughs> I've put the post out sat in his hospital bed where he'd, he'd, he'd obviously had that slab over the head he'd broken ankle and then you know he came back from that to become the WBA champion and all I was pointing out to people was that he's come back from near death to go and fight the pound for pound best fire in the world there were no predictions involved in it but people just started to jump on the bandwagon of you know oh everyone's entitled to an opinion and all the rest of it but I've seen today that uh, Giovanni Davis was saying who is this guy I've seen Sergei Lipinet saying he was a punch bag and then people are just sat there slagging him off to the high heavens about it yet people were saying no one's disrespected him in the build up to it as well do you know what the controversy is like all these fellas on oh he's got no chance what the fuck's he going over there for he's got no chance he's never going to win these same motherfuckers are putting the fucking lottery on week after week you've got no chance of winning the lottery have you but you still put it on it's true you know Crawley yeah maybe he had no chance of getting in there but he's still getting he's still getting in that ring and fucking and rolling the dice maybe you know something went wrong with Lomachenko or he got lucky or whatever but Regardless, it doesn't matter. He still he still got in that ring and gave. I know Crawler personally was disappointed with the account he gave himself, but no English fan, no true English fan, would be ashamed of the account that Crawler gave for himself. At the end of the day, he was outmatched. He was sorry, he was overmatched. He was, you know, Lomachenko was a far better fighter than Crawler was, but. At the end of the day, it takes two men to make a fight. Lomachenko needed an opponent, and he got that with Anthony Crawler. Anthony Crawler went in there, gave his best, and got paid. End of. And I agree. And and, and I I said in the at prediction. the end of the day, he's a good fella. He deserves the payday. And and I, I like Anthony Crawler, mate. And I hope you know. I hope he has another fight to send the most on a win. But anyone who's criticising is just a fucking idiot. And anyone saying, "Oh, we're not criticising Crawler. We're just criticising the overmatch, the overmatched, like you know, matchmaking." Just shut your mouth, like, there's fucking overmatched fights every week of the year. There's overmatched fights on, on small cards in Scotland, but you don't fucking make a fuss about them, do you? No, it's purely to get retweets and to make themselves relevant. That's what annoys me. Yeah, I, I agree. There was quite a few of them doing it uh, on, on Friday in particular. Uh, but it, to be honest with you, the amount of people that liked the post that I'd put out on Eat Sleep Boxing Repeat just showing me that there was a minority of people that were just out there looking for that little bit of, you know, like you say, retweeting bit of fame by by putting that stuff out there. Uh, one thing people were mentioning that I wanted to bring up were the, the, of, they were saying yeah, be, that's what it's put. Like. They, they were saying that he got his shot uh, at the WBA title. Um, 
through through mandatory through a mandatory, but he, he didn't fight fighters that were good enough to be even you know in the top ten. He was said he fought he fought Dad Jordan in his last fight, and then he wasn't even ranked in the top fifteen, or he was just about ranked in the top fifteen. Yeah, but at the end of the day, we all know how mandatories work. But you know, people can sort of you know pick bones in Anthony Crawler's last previous fights and whatever stuff like that. But I believe like fundamentally the criticism that he's gone in for is not anything to do with you know not liking the fight or thinking Anthony Crawler's overmatched. I believe it's purely to retweet and sort of for people to gain their own you know personal gratification from it. I've been I've seen very few arguments that have been like you know a real genuine argument why Anthony Crawler shouldn't take that fight or why Anthony Crawler shouldn't be in that ring. You know Anthony Crawler's a lot is overqualified compared to these people in terms of why you should accept the fight and why you shouldn't. Yes, like yeah, let's put it to the fact. Yes, he got beat. Yes, he got beat well. But does it really affect Anthony Crawler's career? No, in my opinion. No, it doesn't. It doesn't because he already had losses on his record. It wasn't like he was going in there undefeated. He'd, he'd lost what I think five or six times before exactly. the, before this. All this, all this defeat does is, is the fact that he can say to his grandkids, oh, I shared the ring with uh, Basil Lomachenko. Wow, yeah, did you do that? What, what a great achievement. He's not going to sit there and go, oh, this, this fella from Glasgow said I shouldn't fight him. <laughs> no, the, the fella from Glasgow's forgotten the next. He, he's what, he's fucking, today's fucking newspapers, tomorrow's shit paper, right? And that's exactly what them people are. <laughs> yeah, 100%, 100%. Uh, so it, we knew what was going to happen. We knew it was going to happen. I didn't think it had happened so quickly but it did and you know he got beat and Lomachenko just looked absolutely class as usual uh, and, and obviously you said before Jordi that Giovanni Davis is probably the one that we want to see him in with is there anyone else really and realistically that he could fight where people would actually be satisfied with the fight I don't know maybe you know if he, if he comes over to the UK to fight Campbell in a big arena fight maybe so but I think he'd probably beat Campbell quite comfortably um, Mikey Garcia again I think the Colossus maybe be Taking off that Garcia's defeat to Errol Spence, it's it's a it's a tough one. He, he he sort of he's quickly becoming in, in like a league of his own where you know stepping there every day sort of thing, and probably rightly so. Really, I think we're going to look back on Lomachenko and say you know he's probably one of the best ever. Well, so far so good for him. Anyway, put it that way. That's you can't really argue with what he's achieved so far. He's now beat eight former world champions. And that says it all. In what thirteen fights? Yeah, it's stupid to me. His record is absolutely daft, absolutely daft. But you know, we can only be excited about where he's going to go and you know the challenges he's going to he's going to take. And you know, if his early career is anything to go by, we're we're in for a good ride as as fans. Hundred percent, hundred percent agree. And I'm looking forward to seeing where his career does go. Just quickly touching on Crawler then before we move on. Uh, I, I've thought about where Crawler goes from here, and, and obviously he doesn't want to go out like that. Uh, would you consider him? fighting Ricky Burns again in Manchester as his farewell. Yeah, I mean, it'll it probably sell with the good undercard, but I mean, they're probably both on the way out. I'll probably edge toward him fighting Teddy Flanagan. But, you know, he, he, there's a couple of domestic fights there that he could go out on. Even the Luke Campbell fight, he could probably go out on as well. But if I'm totally honest, I'd probably want to see Crowley hanging up there. Like, why? He does, he's got nothing to prove. He's just for the best that is. He's achieved exactly. He's achieved world settled status that everyone set out to achieve. You know, he's overachieved in his own in in his own words, and you know he's about to go out topping the bill against Lomachenko. Why would he? Why would he go on? In my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I mean personally, when I'm speaking from my perspective, I think that there's nothing else for him to do in boxing now. I think he's he's achieved 
what he wanted to achieve and more and outside of the ring for people that don't already know what he's up to locally people know that he's he's, he's gone back to his old amateur gym and he's now starting to manage and train uh, fighters that are just starting out their professional journey so it looks like he's already got his eyes on you know staying in boxing in that capacity anyway so for me calling it a day wouldn't be so much a bad thing at 32 and he just walked away with 300 grand from that fight you know doing four rounds with the world's best get 300 grand for it why not yeah yeah he's mate crawler's got nothing to prove to no one like anyone who's been around boxing knows exactly what Andy Crawler's brought over the you know the boots sky sports and stuff he was right in the middle of all that you know he's only got to probably ask Eddie Ian one of his favourite fighters of the past 10 years Andy Crawler be right up there you know he's brought he's brought fans great nights and he's reached the pinnacle of the sport and he's fought the best he's got nothing to prove to no one yeah. and that's that and I think we should we should move on then uh, and talk about what else happened over the weekend uh, I talked about it on the preview show on Thursday I was talking with Greg about the, the, the female fight the unification fight between Shields and Hammer this weekend uh, Shields got the victory 10 round unanimous decision or was it a majority decision even um, and dominated the fight completely yeah I think she's um, it, you know it's tough with women's women's boxing I think at the moment and especially at the top level we've seen it you know quite often with Katie Taylor like the gulf between very good and world class is, is, is quite significant and I think that probably played out this weekend I think we've seen that the, the you know that, I, I hate saying this but I always say it anyway levels it's a cliche saying it's levels in boxing and, and it looked levels yeah. even though Christy, Christina Hammer was undefeated going into this fight she'd had a world title behind her but like you say with the depth in the divisions not being fantastic you can only fight who's put in front of you and until you come up against someone who's who's legitimate who's a very tough test and you're not really going to know how good of a fighter that person is and I think we've seen that on, on Saturday night as Clarissa Shields you know, for for all the shit she says on social media, you know the story behind what's happened to her in her life kind of makes me feel a little bit sorry for her as well. At the same time, and maybe yeah. makes me feel a little bit different about her today. You know, social on social media, she's in she's a knob, isn't she? Let's, let, let's put it straight. Like she says some stupid shit, and but you know, a lot of people, a lot of people aren't the real selves on social media. And you know, we've just talked about her backstory, and I'll be honest, it was something that I didn't actually know. But she's um, she's come a long way, and. You know, good on her, but um, I just worry about the depth in, in women's boxing at the moment and whether she can actually solidify her legacy is, is, is another is another conversation. It's a difficult situation because until they get more female fighters coming through, uh, you know, through the ranks and the amateur side and then obviously things like the yeah. Olympics, uh, you know, I produce people like Clarissa and Katie Taylor. Until we get more people coming through, it's going to be difficult to, 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 to gauge that sort of level of fighters and, and, and where they're going to be and where they're going to go until yeah. we get more depth in the I divisions. just believe it, you know, if, if, if women's boxing does take off in, say, five, ten years, you know, the people like Katie Taylor and Kalisha Shields could be completely forgotten about. That's quite wrong because they could probably survive in any era, but it's just sort of like they've got no competition, which is the problem. It is the problem. I 100% agree it is the problem at the moment, and until until they sort it out, until they, they start to encourage it more. I mean, this fight wasn't well promoted, to be honest with you.
with you. It wasn't. It was a unification fight, for God's sake. You know, I said this on Thursday. Why wasn't it promoted? It should have been promoted. You know, to the best of what you can promote a fight. You, you want women's boxing to take off, but yet you're going to under promote it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just not got the backing that you know mainstream men's boxing has, and I think it's probably got a long way to go. But you know, at the end of the day, people like Katie Taylor, Clarissa Shields, they're flying a flag, and you know, all we can hope for is that one day it's all on a level playing field. Well, let's talk about then Jaime Munguia and Dennis Hogan. That was a controversial outcome and seemed to ruffle quite a few feathers in the boxing oh, community. Yeah, I had Dennis Hogan quite comfortably, if I'm honest. But I tell you what, for me, it was it was. There's nothing you can really, you know, at the end. Go go. It was a very controversial decision, Jordy, and there was a lot of people that felt like Hogan did take it, including yourself. And I, I did manage to watch it back only about an hour before we started recording this podcast. And I think he, he won it by at least two rounds. However, with him going over to Mexico in among Wheels back garden, it was always going to be difficult for him to steal a decision away from 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 them. And he's a Golden Bar promoted fighter, so they're going to protect him as much as they possibly can. And on that night, last night, it felt like the they protected him a lot. And... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Mungo is a, a great fighter. He's obviously achieved a lot in his relative young age, but you know, I think he's always been suspected to, to get him beat quite comfortably. And you know, Liam Smith was, although Liam Smith got beat, he's sort of unlocking some answers, sort of thing. And you know, I think Dennis Hogan really, really took advantage of that. And, I think Mungui is far from the finished article and if you're going to beat him now's the time and I think Dennis Hogan did beat him and as you say I think the Mexican board or the Mexican judges really did uh, Jaime Mungui a bit of a favour but that's not what that's not what we want to see as boxing fans No it's not and it's what ruins the sport for us to be honest with you that and a load of other things that we spoke about in the past it ruins it and I think Dennis Hogan you know was robbed a little bit there and, and I would it's hard because I don't want to say it's the worst decision I've ever seen because it's not but he definitely had a shout for for winning that fight for sure and I think there was a lot of people that felt like he did and it's a shame for him because will he ever get a shot at that title again I don't know you know because I think Munguia's team will just move on now yeah I think he's he's not going to be interested in a rematch or you know he's been helped out and he'd be happy to move on and forget this ever happened to be honest did you see anything else from over the weekend? Did you see the Truax and Quillen fight at all? I didn't know, no. That's probably the only one I need to, to catch up on. If, to be honest, I found myself catching up on the UFC. Don't ask me why, I know this is completely out of context, but you know, I found myself this morning watching uh, Max Holloway, Dustin Poirier. Don't ask me why, I've sort of got you know, a bug of combat sports at the moment. Spend my Sunday mornings just catching up on overseas combat sports. <laughs> Fair enough. That's that's not a hey, no fault. I'm not following you for that one at all. It was um it was a bit of a strange no. run. It was a bit of a strange run, Jordy. It actually ended in a no contest due to a clash of heads. And uh, now there was an injury that was right on the eyebrow and the doctor basically Jeez. said it was a really deep cut right down to the bony tissue and the blood was pouring down into the eyes of Truax and they just called it they called it a halt pretty quickly. Oh no, but I mean this is the problem with it. Not so many British card no more. They're all overseas and you know we've got so much to catch up at three, four in the morning. You know, it gets pretty difficult a lot of times but yeah I mean I can't really comment on that because I didn't see it but in terms of Caleb Truex I'm sure he's um, sure he's probably looking to, to crack on again and try and get the rematch but he's got to try and capitalise on the last uh, 18 months two years that he's had and you know regardless of what happens now Caleb Truex will probably be a good name in the division for, for a long time for the fact he took the title off James DeGale 
Well, there was uh, another fight on this weekend. I've not watched it, so I, I'm going to struggle to sit here and talk about it. But uh, Sergey Derevchenko also picked up the victory last night as well. For anybody that did watch it, uh, please let me know what you thought of it because I've not had the opportunity to be able to catch up with it. And he picks up another victory, and obviously he'll be looking to to push his way back to middleweight title contention once more. So. I haven't got anything else from the weekend, Geordie, that that I picked up on fight-wise. It was actually pretty quiet in terms of domestic fights this weekend. So now we've got you back on. uh, There's going to be a lot of stuff that we probably missed talking about on on the episodes. Is there anything you wanted to highlight over the past few weeks that you you had a burning desire to discuss? (laughs) I mean, I've missed being on, mate, I'll be honest. I've, like, you know, I love doing the podcast. I love chatting boxing with you. Fundamentally, just sit and talking boxing as friends but I mean you know we can always go over the heavyweight situation with Wilder Joshua and Fury and the fact that we all thought Fury was this people's champion and we were all you know thought he was the one who was going to get us the big fight but you know now he's fighting Thomas Schwartz that really puts the uh, that puts the spanner in them works but yeah I think just in fact that I hope that, you know, we keep getting bigger British shows and we can all joke about Adam Smith and his relationship with Eddie, but we need the shows over here. We It's great having these American The Zone shows, but, you know, we need primetime shows in the UK, not staying up till 2, 3am to catch up on these shows in, on The Zone in the US. And that's quite highlighted by some of the shows we've got recently. And the next coming weekend, we've got Dave Allen versus Lucas Brown as the main event. I mean, a few months ago, you know, we wouldn't have even been talking about Dave Allen headlining a pay-per-view event. And here he is. Well, sorry, not a, not, not a, not a pay-per-view event. I apologise. I said pay-per-view then. But, I mean, a main event on a Saturday night. I didn't think I'd see him in a main event. No, I mean, you know, it's never been a main event, has it? If we're all honest. I don't think the undercard's great. It sort of feels like the moment I could be fobbed off a bit, you know, and you know, we got Carlos Smith going on the June one card, Calia Five, Kel Brook, you know, it sort of feels like we're being fobbed off a bit, and you know, that card next week's probably as bad as it gets in, in terms of the last couple of years in the UK. Yeah, it's, it's not great, I agree, it's not great at all, and you know, I will cover it, don't get me wrong, I'm going to cover the fight, the, the, the Brown and Allen fight, but there's going to be a bigger fight to cover next weekend in Crawford and Khan. but, you know, it's 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 a shit situation, and I've said it multiple times, yeah. multiple times to different Just people. people again. Oh yeah, I know, what about Avenintian picking that victory up over La Giraga? <laughs> really? Tell you what, they're fucking Adam Booth and them, and they're not, they're not silly, I mean, Avenintian's uh, managed by a guy in the northwest where I'm based, and, you know, they know there's a lot more in that tank and there's a reason Josh Kelly didn't take that fight in the fight the fact that he's fighting someone with a pretty padded record next weekend you know he doesn't I don't think he wants that sort of uh, he doesn't want that sort of attention yeah from Avanissi he looked really good the other week Avanissian picking up that win over Lajaraga who was undefeated up until that point as well and you know it makes you does make you wonder you know the Josh Kelly fight must have been pulled for the fact that they knew he was going to be a very very risky risky task at that stage of his career so it does it does feel like they've protected him from him packing glass that's what I heard <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about what about David Price then the other week Jordi getting bit by Cash Harley hey tell you what couldn't stand the heat mate that's what it was <laughs> he felt he felt a bit of power and he wanted out mate but the pricey fucking the pricey steam saying rolls on <laughs> you know we're, we're only one fight away from a big fight now and I think get the brown Allen win it beat them and you fucking you don't know where you'll end up oh yeah, yeah tell you what he's uh I don't know how he's doing it but he's still hanging in there isn't he by the skin of his teeth 
That big right hand they fucking put anyone asleep. You just wait till someone opens up. People like Cash Alley and that, they take it all on the gloves, but let's see if Dave Allen or Lucas Brown, you know, wanna trade with Pricey and they're gonna go asleep. Right, I tell you what, it's been it's been a bit of crazy few weeks in boxing and we've got a few more good weeks coming up. Sergey Kovalev, Anthony Yard, what are you making of that situation? Yeah, I mean exactly and he's not going to rush it for all the fucking money in the world. You know, Tundee's never going to let him go over there. And I lost all respect for this fight and for the for this sort of, I like to say, camp. But, you know, it gets me uh, gets me blood boiling with the Lions and the camp thing. But I, I sort of lost all respect when Tundee he starts referring to himself in third person. I've seen an interview where he's saying Tundee Ajah, he would never take a fight that was in the tradition just about the yard. Shut up, you tit. <laughs> he's just a mouthpiece, though, isn't he, Jordy? Do you know what I mean? He just he just stokes up all the interest, whether it's not good interest or it's good interest. He's just being a mouthpiece for him. I think he's flat rolling. That's what I think. He's <laughs> absolutely skint and he just sees Anthony Yard as a bit of a cash cow. Hey, maybe, maybe that's what it is and maybe that's why he's uh, running his mouth so much but I gotta be honest like the the, the the some of the deluded stuff that does come out of his mouth you know it's quite entertaining to watch to be honest we need them characters like don't get me wrong them characters get paid in the, in the sport but there's not a chance in the world that the yard's gonna go to rush not a chance in the world you get iced as in the best case scenario but there's not a chance in the world he goes over there no I've said that I'm not being funny but like you don't go over to Russia anyway because they're, they're really racist there's a lot of racist areas of Russia that are not really gonna you know they're gonna get he's gonna get a lot of racist chance going into the ring there's never mind bloody going over there it's ridiculous like it's not a chance no mate not gonna sort of someone with that inexperience and you know he's not even got the amateur pedigree to deal with them hostile crowds and you know faraway nations he, he's not gonna go over there mate if he does he's he's crazy and he's getting paid a hell of a lot of money but he, he's never gonna go over there not in a million years no, no, don't think so either. I've said, I've already said that. Uh, anything else, then, Jordy, on your mind? No, mate. I mean, it's been, a, it's been a couple of, uh, you know, obviously we had the, the um, uh, like Beefy and Sam Egerton card in Liverpool, and that was great. But you know, it's been quite a few weeks, and you know, hopefully it starts to pick up in, you know, coming up to May, and you know, you got Canelo and Joshua out, and hopefully them undercards are stacked, and we've got loads to talk about. But yeah, I mean, it's just great to be back on. It's great to be chatting boxing with you again and it's been a crazy month for myself and you know hope that's all behind me now and just uh, focus on talking boxing and writing about boxing 100% Jordy 100% it's been a pleasure to have you back on as our co-host and obviously we'll be getting you back into the Legendary Night series uh, there's going to be our Zoo versus Hatton one coming out this week as well and we're going to do the Frotch Grove one that's coming out soon too so we'll get back on Twitter we'll get people doing the polls and you know I'm really looking forward to get back on the train again and, and and get this rolling with yourself back involved and it's been uh, you know a great a great period of, of of time these past few months for the podcast and at the top of the show I talked about the British Podcasting Awards and the fact that we've we're automatically in the hat for it anyway because we've got a podcast but I put the social media post out a couple of days ago uh, I'm asking the listeners again one more time guys if you like what we're doing you're enjoying what we're doing and you want to show your appreciation for it then go on to the British Podcasting Awards.com and vote for BTR Boxing Podcast now realistically I've said this before I don't expect us to be the winners of this because we are not a mainstream podcast however if we can get anywhere near the top 10 
you know, I'll be 100% grateful for that because that just shows the strides we've taken in the time that we've been running, which is two years in September the podcast started. So I want to keep getting up there, get pushing on, get more new listeners, get more mainstream. You know, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll end up in a talk sports studio one day. So guys, if you've enjoyed this reaction show, please let us know. Give us a tweet at BTR Boxing Pod or BTR Boxing Podcast on Facebook and find us on all the good available podcasting apps. Like I say, we will be back with you with Legendary Knights Zoo versus Hatton. We will be doing another Legendary Knights Frotch Groves 1 and then we'll get them tweets out, as I've just said. And, and there's going to be some other episodes coming up. We've got Alan Brown, we've got Crawford and Khan coming up this week. So it's going to be a fantastic week for boxing this weekend i am very excited for it hope you've enjoyed the episode fight fans and see you next time Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.